How's it going out there today, everybody? Believe, build, conquer. I'm your host, Jeremy Sykes. Welcome to another episode today. Today, we're going to talk about relationship killers. Uh, I want to lend a little bit about my experience and what I personally viewed that people do to kill their relationships. And a lot of it has to do with the words that they use. So real quickly, before we get into that, I want to do a little bit of quick housekeeping. Um, definitely come check me out on social media. I'm starting to really ramp that up. Um, I'm a few short weeks away from getting my website finally up, believebuildconquer.com. Um, today's February 20th, 2019. So if you go to it now, you're still not going to see anything, but I'm getting ready to get that up, and there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff on there, references to books, exciting things, and you can even get some one-on-one training with me as well. Um, but definitely come check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just Jeremy Sykes, J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-Y-C-K-S, and um Definitely get on there and hit me up, man. I'm going to be doing some really cool stuff here shortly, and I definitely want to help make you a big part of that. Um, also, too, um, if you enjoy this podcast, um, definitely get out there, and if you're on iTunes, give me a like, a subscribe, and definitely leave a comment by about um, you know what this is doing for you. I've already had some folks leave some some great reviews and tell me how much they really enjoyed the podcast and they were comparing me to some pretty great people. Uh, I don't know if I'm on that level yet, but I definitely want to provide great value and really, you know, just help you to believe, build and conquer your life. And I want to do that by giving you value and teaching you to think for yourself. Now, I don't like to teach people what to think. I like to teach people how to think. And I do that by sharing my experiences. So some Sometimes it's going to work for you. Sometimes it's not. Um, if not, definitely there's a lot of folks out there, great podcasters out there that I would recommend listening to that can maybe help you meet your goals. Um, however, you know, if you do get a lot out of this, I'd greatly appreciate wherever you're listening to this, whether it be on Anchor, whether it be on iTunes, whether it be on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, definitely give me a shout out, man. I'd really appreciate it. And real quickly, I also want to thank everybody. Um, I just recently passed 5,000 listeners on my podcast, and this is episode 107. So I really appreciate, you know, the folks that come out. You know, I get average about uh, 50 or 60, you know, dedicated listeners per episode. And it's just, it's been phenomenal. So I just, I really appreciate each and every one of you out there the support, believe, build, conquer, and uh, definitely share it with folks and everything. And and I will continue to build this into something bigger uh, so that I can continue to deliver the goods. Well, now that I'm done with all that, I want to talk a little bit today about relationship killers. And these are things I've personally witnessed. Um, and, you know, I've made these mistakes myself. None of us are perfect. Relationships aren't perfect. And it's real easy to to say the wrong things, especially when you're being emotional, because let's face it, we're emotional beings. 
but we do some of our worst thinking when we're in emotional states. But we do some of our best thinking when we're in a much more logical state. Now, relationships are tough. It's, it's tough all over, and it takes both person going 100% of the way to truly make things work. And by doing that, you have to really think about how you communicate with one another. And I'm a firm believer and a studier of good communication. And this is something that so many people, This is sometimes these little things are what create the big problems. So I'm going to go over some of those relationship killers today. There are four everyday words that we use that really can make or break relationships. And building these relationships, whether it be with a coworker, whether it be with a friend, whether it be with a spouse, a significant other, a sibling, it doesn't matter. You have to communicate with people daily. So building relationships with people is going to be essential in all areas of our lives. Now, our daily word choices can undermine our attempts at getting closer to other people. And a lot of times we unwittingly, you know, we'll be marking ourselves as untrustworthy, judgmental, belittling when we use some of these words I'm about ready to go over with you in our everyday interactions. Um, These four words are absolute relationship killers, and I would recommend that you try to avoid them at all costs. And if you catch yourself saying them, then uh, definitely back yourself up and say, hey, maybe I didn't mean it this way. This is what I really meant to get across. Um, So the first word that I I would recommend that you do not use or use it as little as possible is the word never. So if you're taking notes on this, uh, go ahead and write down number one and write down never. And so really, unless you're some kind of a psychic, which I certainly am not, Um, and you know the entire future, saying something that will never happen or someone will never accomplish something makes you kind of seem like a know-it-all. And I think most people would probably agree with that. You know, is there a time anybody ever come up to you and said, this is never or you never will do this or I've never heard such a thing? It just kind of makes you sound like you know it all. And when what you said would never happen comes true, you come off as untrustworthy to people. So these are some alternatives to the word never um, that you should use in your everyday conversations. So instead of saying you'll, you'll never do this, maybe say it's hard to imagine that you will do this. Now, that still might sound a little know-it-all, but that doesn't mean that you're saying that they can't. You're just saying, I find, you know, I find it hard to believe or it's hard to imagine. Um, when you're talking about yourself, I'll never do this or I'll never do that. Instead say, I don't think I could bring myself to do this thing, or I'm not sure that I would want to do this thing. You're not pigeonholing yourself into, you know, never because, um, you know, that's the trouble with never. It sure could be a mighty long time. So, you know, be careful with that word. Another thing, oh, well, that never happens. How about instead of that, say, I haven't ever noticed this before. Or, boy, that doesn't seem like that happens very often. I have made these changes in my life, in my speech patterns, in my, in my verbiage that I use, the words that I, that I put out to people, and I work very, very hard to communicate better, and it has turned my relationships 
100% to the better by communicating in a better fashion like this to people. Number two, the word always. Saying something always happens or someone always does something um, a lot of times can lead to feelings of resentment in people. And these are this is a relationship killer too. So if you say, so-and-so is always late and they remember multiple occasions when they were on time, that person may feel resentful that you don't recognize when they're on time. Just, just an example. So use these types of alternatives uh, to the word always in your daily interactions. So instead of saying, for example, I'm just, she always says that. So guys, if you're talking to your wife or, you know, girl, uh, you know, vice versa, he or she always says that. Instead of that, say, she sometimes says that, or, you know, she'll usually say this, or he'll, he will usually say this. You're not saying always in that case. So you're not branding them like they have some problem. Instead of, uh, well, people who do that always end up blank, you know, how about, you know, oh, people who always do that always end up in trouble. How about instead saying, people who do that often end up in trouble. These sound insignificant, but I'm telling you, the devil's in the details, man, and these little things like this have made an incredible difference in my life, and I, I encourage you, I implore you to at least give them a shot and, and consider these. Um, I'll always be here for you. I don't know how many times I've heard this, and I will always be here for you. Well, you're going to die someday. I'm just going to be honest. You know, you're going to die someday, or you're not going to be around, or some something could could go wrong, or something's going to go on. You're not always going to be there for anybody. So instead of looking like a liar, say, "I will be here for you as much as I can. I will try to be here for you whenever I can. If it is possible for me to be here, I will be here." That's a truthful statement. It's realistic. People will get that. And if that's not good enough for them, that might not be the kind of person you want to have a friendship with anyways. Always and never are, in the field I'm in, I, I am a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. Always and never, they're, they're universal quantifiers. And as soon as someone uses them in relation to a complaint, you, always, you, you can tell that they're lying. And because of this, it, what it does is it'll immediately start a fight and it starts causing resentment between people. So instead, just be real and don't put the other person on defense, especially if you'd like to be heard by them. Um, so be careful of always and never. That was one, never was one, always is two. Number three, can't. Can't is a word that can make people uncomfortable sharing uh their ideas or future plans with you. Can't also can push some people to try everything in their power to prove you wrong. Have you ever done that? Well, you can't do that. And then they, they immediately want to one-up you and they want to come back and prove you wrong. It's just a natural human reaction. So then what happens is you become their enemy instead of a trusted partner, um, which affect the regular use of can't will have on someone is really going to depend on their personality. Um, we're all different, but regardless, none of these responses help build a healthy relationship with them because you'll be seen as someone who doesn't believe in them or you don't respect their autonomy. 
So what I would recommend is trying some of these alternatives instead. Uh, I always hate the word can't. My wife absolutely hates it. And I'm not going to say I haven't slipped and said it or that I don't occasionally. But, oh, man, you, I draw the ire of my wife if I say the word can't. And, and if my daughter does it, same deal. So try, try this instead. Instead of saying you can't do it alone, say maybe it would be easier if you had some help. Or instead of, you can't talk to me like that, say, hey, man, I, I'd really appreciate if you didn't speak to me that way, or I really don't like the way you're speaking to me. Can we take this from another angle? Instead of, I can't do this. I don't know how many times I've heard this. Um, I can't do this. Then how about instead saying, well, I'm having trouble with this. Maybe it's time to make a new plan to get something done. Do everything you can to not say the word can't. It's a, it's really will bury you and crush you. And at least by my experiences, it will. Maybe you get away with it, but I'm telling you, I, I've studied thousands of people and I've been very, very highly critical of myself. Can't is a real, real crud word and it'll, it'll drive you in the toilet if you use it a lot. Especially if you have to communicate with people, say for a job or, um, you know, you're in a sales position or something like that, my lord, don't use the word can't. You'll find yourself broken, busted, and out on the street on that one. Number four, and the fourth word here, is the word should. This is one I have to work really hard at. Because should sounds encouraging. But believe it or not, should is one of the most judgmental words you can use. Telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Say think. It makes you the judge and the ruler of all their thoughts and decisions. If you think about it, well, you should do this, or I should do that, or this should have happened. Like, like you're up on a pedestal with some sort of authority. In theory, should sounds like a good word, but really, I, I don't find it to be that great of a word, and uh, this is some things I would, these are some alternatives I would, I would recommend instead of should. Instead of, you know, like when you talk to your children, if you have children, or if you're talking to somebody that you want to not do something, you shouldn't do that. Instead of that, try maybe lending a life example to them. Say, hey, I, I've had trouble with that in the past. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, you know, when you, you sometimes when people are sitting and you're upset and maybe you're commiserating a bit about things, you know, well, he should have called or she should have called. Maybe try instead of that saying, wow, I really wish he or she would have called first. Instead of you should be happy that whatever, you should be happy that you're not in trouble. Instead, I'll use something like, you know, I hope you can find some happiness in the fact that you're not in trouble or I hope you're grateful that things didn't, you know, maybe turn out a little worse than it, than they did. Now, this is going to be weird for you at, at a first try, and this is going to take some work if you're not used to using words in these way, in these ways, um, because, you know, it don't maybe feel natural. 
and I'm still working hard on this. I'm not sitting here like some professor up, you know, up on a pedestal pounding my chest. Like you should use these words because then it goes right back to what I was just talking about. More, it, it's it's a better selection of words. And yet at first it might sound a little bizarre to you or maybe even the other person. But what I fa have found is, is by trying to eliminate these four words as much as possible. And just to review that, um, again, number one was never. Number two was always. Number three was can't. And number four was should. By eliminating these words out of my vocabulary as much as humanly possible, it has increased my communication skills 10x, man. It's It's been so much better. And I think that you'll find if you work really hard at this, that it's going to improve a lot of what your communication is with other people. There are some people that's going to look at you kind of strange. They're like, wow, it's kind of a weird way to put it. Yeah, maybe so. But what I do find, though, is most people typically respond better, and they don't even realize that you're doing it. They're, it's just it's friendlier language when you use these alternatives. Um, so when you when a relationship doesn't seem as close and as healthy as you'd like for it to be, including your own view of yourself, I would I would like to encourage you to to do what you can to take a look at the language you use to talk about yourself and about other people because often a simple change in your vocabulary is what's going to make all the difference between healthy, fruitful, and comfortable relationships or very unpleasant relationships. So do what you can, you know, internalize that, see if it works for you. I'd be interested in hearing back from you. So, I mean, you can always uh, email me at questions at believebuildconquer.com. Um, I've actually got uh, some great questions from folks, and a lot of times people will ask me about communication. And this is one of the things I, I really highly recommend, and people is just listen to your language. It's, it's the communication skills that we have can make or break us in a lot of situations in life, in business, all over. So definitely try that out. Let me know how it works for you. Uh, send email in to, again, to questions at believebillconquer.com. If you are listening to the podcast on Anchor, um, we have a great voice message on there. You can leave voice messages on there. Um, I get those occasionally as well. Um, and then also, too, here again shortly, I'll have my website, Believe, Build, Conquer, up and going. And, dot com and and there's going to be a lot of great resources. I can't wait to to get that up and go on because I'm going to be sharing a lot of the books I've read, a lot of the stuff I've learned. There's going to be some great videos, and it's not just raw raw inspirational. Yeah, there's going to be some of that too, but there's going to be some, you know some really good value on there. Some ways to believe, build, and conquer your life, and some of it will be good for you. Some of it may not be, but I encourage you to come on there, take what you can get run with it and whatever doesn't work for you, that's fine. Go ahead and leave that behind. Um, it's a mixed bag for us all. We're all different. We all have different ways that we learn and perceive things. We have different ways that things work for us. And my ultimate goal, again, is, is not to teach you what to think. I want to help teach you how to think for yourself. 
And all I like to do mainly is lend my examples, my fears, my doubts, my successes as an example to you so that it gives you some sort of a benchmark to start working from so that you can create a better life for yourself. And that's what Believe, Build, Conquer is really all about. And I heard something really great from a mentor of mine the other day, and we were we were having a little conference together, and he talked about the five-by-five five rule, and this is kind of a little bonus for the day before we wrap up. Um, adopt the five-by-five five rule, and if you don't know what that is, basically what the five-by-five five rule is, is you have to ask yourself, will this situation in my life be important in five years? If the answer to that is no, then don't give it more than five minutes of your time thinking about it because it'll be an absolute waste. So take that, run with it, and uh, give it all you got out there, man. I'm really excited about seeing a lot of people um, believe building and conquering their life. I worked with a, a lady a couple nights ago, and she was having some problems with nightmares and waking up in the middle of the night. And we talked a little bit about some of the ideas about um, maybe some of the communication she was having throughout the day with people. And there was a lot of rough, brash stuff. And come to find out that the nightmares were actually rooting from her her communication during the day and just by some abrasive stuff. And some of these were the words we that we discussed today. There was a lot of shoulds and can'ts and, and nevers and always. And so... And a lot of assumptions, and you got to be careful with assumptions. So instead of rambling on and about, I appreciate you coming to Believe, Build, Conquer today. As always, um, I I hope that uh, you're having a great day, and I hope that everything is going to really work to your favor. Um, It's never easy. There's no shortcuts to any place worth going. But what I can tell you for sure is, is it may be hard, but it is certainly great. And that thing I'm talking about is life. So have a great evening, everybody. Believe, build, conquer your life. As I always like to say, be that Vita Bellator, that life warrior. Go out and get it. I love talking to you. I look forward to seeing you here soon. Take care. Sykes is out of here.